0: Hey guys, it's James. And Samuel. And we are back for another week in Anjo. Uh, no particular announcements, really, but I am happy to be back in Savannah in my apartment with my sexy-ass roommate. Um, and he's
1: actually not leaving tomorrow for yet another week of training.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm glad I'm staying put. So this week you can expect things to be a little less fucky. Still fucky, that's that's the nature of I the mean, beast.
1: there's a baseline of fucky that has to be.
0: Yeah, we have we have a particular threshold that we have to stick to, but... It's not
1: going to be absurd this time around. So anyway. <laughs> not as absurd. Yeah. <clears throat> so getting into it, this is uh, covering the week from July 27th to August the 2nd. Um, this first one was posted by myself on Saturday, July 27th. And the headline is, Moscow police arrest hundreds during protests calling for fair elections group claims. Police in Moscow arrested more than 750 people during a demonstration outside City Hall on Saturday where they were calling for fair elections after the upcoming city council elections on September 8th excluded opposition candidates from being on the ballot, according to a Russian organization that monitors political arrests. OVD Info said 779 people were detained. Moscow police earlier said 295 people had been taken in but did not immediately give a final figure. The protest was organized by opposition leader Alexei Navalny, 43, who is arrested Wednesday and sentenced to 30 days in jail. Other opposition politicians were detained on Saturday, including Ilya Yashin, Dmitry Gudkov, and Ivan Zedanov. You know, you'd think those names would be harder to pronounce, but Russian names are actually pretty easy. Yeah. As, a per- as opposed to Thai, with <laughs> fuck it. Fuck it. <laughs> but... Continuing on. (laughs) Moscow police estimated the number of protesters at 3500. They were originally set up near the mayor's office before being relocated by police towards the side streets. The protest was reportedly unauthorized by the government and people were seen scrapping with police officers and shouting, Russia will be free and who are you beating? helmeted police barged into Navalny's video studio as it was conducting a YouTube broadcast of the protest and arrested program leader Vladimir Milanov police also searched Dawes HD an internet TV station that was covering the protest and its editor-in-chief Alexandra Peripilova was ordered to undergo questioning at the investigative committee there was no immediate information on what charges the detainees might face Once a local, low-key affair, the September vote for Moscow's city council has shaken up Russia's political scene as the Kremlin struggles with how to deal with strongly opposing views in its sprawling capital of 12.6 million. Over 22,000 people gathered for a protest in downtown Moscow last Saturday, the largest in years. So So things heating up. there's, There's a
0: lot more going on with that than the headline would say. It's just saying that they're... Detaining protesters They're not just detaining If, if
1: but They also detained the coordinator They were detaining people reporting on it They're, they're silencing it.
0: people They're not just trying to stop people from protesting They're trying to stop the idea of protesting They're silencing the whole thing
1: Well and clearly it didn't work because it was immediately followed up By a substantially larger protest That
0: and the the silencing didn't work Because we have an article on it Yeah
1: we know about <laughs> we, it the We literally have Russia, an article The people of Russia know about it so, good job, you tried, and you failed. But, good on the people of Russia for actually standing up to their very corrupt government. Now, I'm, I'm not all for the whole idea
0: of democracy and elections and yeah, so on, I mean but at least the people over there are seeing that their their elections are a sham, the whole thing is bullshit, and they, they're asking for fair elections. Fact of the matter is, there are no fair elections. No. But... They're at least asking that something be done about the government corruptions going on over there.
1: Yes, good to see people actually standing up and fighting for what they believe in and fighting against corruption. Wink, wink, (laughs) nudge, nudge. So, speaking more on corruption, this one was posted by myself on Saturday, July 27th. And this is Hong Kong police fire tear gas at protesters. Hong Kong police fired tear gas Saturday at protesters after, after they defied officials' calls to stop a march in a neighborhood where a mob brutally attacked demonstrators six days ago in a train station. Protesters wearing black streamed through Yuen Long even as police declined permission for the march, citing potential risks of clashes between local residents and protesters. The march comes after white-clad assailants attacked dozens of people last Sunday night, including some demonstrators who were heading home after the latest mass protest in the summer-long pro-democracy movement. Authorities said the train station attackers were connected to triad gangs and others were villagers who live in the area, but less than three hours after the start of the march on Saturday, police fired tear gas in a bid to disperse the crowd. Hong Kong police know the law and break the law, protesters chanted as they made their way through the streets. The government released a statement warning the protesters that police would move in to break up the demonstration and accuse the protesters of holding iron poles, self-made shields, and even removing fences from roads, and that some <clears throat> had vandalized a police vehicle with officers inside. Damn <clears> right! <throat> God, my throat is killing me. The latest protest follows the massive demonstrations that began in Hong Kong last month against an extradition bill that would have allowed suspects to face trial in mainland China. Critics warned that the bill would compromise the precious rights of Hong Kong and break the agreement that guaranteed the city's autonomy from the Chinese communist government. The protesters uh, succeeded in getting the bill suspended, but activists used the opportunity to push for further pro-democracy policies, including direct elections, the dissolution of the current legislature, and an investigation into alleged police brutality in the Chinese territory. So, long-winded. It's it's very long. Like there was a lot to it, so I really wanted to add all that in. But um, this is a lot like what's happening in Russia, and I wish that they would kind of you know see like democracy is not the right way to go. Democracy is what got them to this point. Because the thing the
0: thing is is they know that there is strength in numbers, Mm -hmm. and a lot of them have. The same mentality. So they feel that if they were in a democracy where... They could,
1: you know, pass their, the laws they want and everything through their, yeah. you know, collective mob.
0: They, they feel that if they were in a democracy, that they, all they would need is their numbers and they wouldn't need violence. Now, we've discussed before... Uh, all
1: laws require violence. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. Democracy in itself is violence, but that's not the topic we're covering right now. Um, these people feel absolutely ignored and taken advantage of by their governments and they are getting sick of it Mm -hmm. now they may feel for some reason like democracy is the way to go and that would be because uh, they understand the idea of strength in numbers and they know their numbers so they know if it was a democracy if it was a legitimate democracy (laughs) they they know they would win but the point is uh, Russia currently has a democracy, and not, Vladimir
1: Putin just keeps on getting reelected. I, somehow,
0: <laughs> somehow he keeps getting reelected. It's not like they rigged it or something. No, but what? the shit going on in China, they feel like you know, if we had a democracy, they definitely wouldn't rig it. It would be it would be pure and just and legitimate. No, that's not the case. You do have numbers. There is strength in numbers. Use that strength. Don't worry about the bullshit politics of democracy. You have the numbers arm yourselves and fucking do something
1: actually fight for something worth fighting for yeah so this is democracy next, uh, d- this is democracy manifest <laughs> this one was posted by myself again i'm so popular this week <laughs> he's on a roll um this one was posted by myself on monday july 29th and it is china calls for hong kong to swiftly punish radical protesters China so kind of piggybacking off that previous one. Yeah. So, China is officially, like, you know, putting, making their voice heard. China has offered its full support to Hong Kong's embattled leader and its police force and said violent protesters must be swiftly punished in rare remarks made by the government office that oversees policy towards the territory hong kong has been rocked by two months of escalating pro-democracy protests that have posed the most significant challenge to beijing's authority since the former british colony returned to chinese rule in 1997 in its first press conference since 97 the state council's hong kong and macau affairs office said the protests were horrendous incidents that have caused serious damage to the rule of law good good <clears throat> Hours before the briefing on Monday, the People's Daily, the official mouthpiece of the Chinese Communist Party, called on the Hong Kong government and police to, quote, not hesitate and, quote, do what needs to be done to end the weeks of protest. For some time, the power of the Hong Kong police has been severely limited by politics, public opinion, and even the judicial environment, said one editorial describing protesters as, quote, thugs and militants. Bullshit. Yeah, who have undermined stability in Hong Kong. Like, I mean, yeah, you kind of have to undermine the stability to be able to tear down the walls and rebuild. Facing these circumstances, the Hong Kong government and police should not have any hesitation or any, quote, psychological burden, do what needs to be done. The article called on the police to, quote, punish lawbreakers regardless of whether they hold up the banner of freedom and democracy or wear the cap of civil disobedience. So basically saying punish the protesters regardless of what they stand for and regardless of what they're doing. Yeah. With anger mounting over police violence, including the use of tear gas in residential areas over the weekend, there is no end in sight to the mass demonstrations. Protests are scheduled for the next three weeks all over the territory, including a mass transit strike, a rally by civil servants, and a citywide strike. For the Chinese Communist Party, the continuing crisis in Hong Kong is not only a direct challenge to its authority but also damaging to its domestic prestige and international reputation, said Adam Nee, a China researcher at Macquarie University in Australia. Essentially, Beijing just doesn't have any simple short-term answers to the current impasse, he said. Beijing's Hong Kong problem is here to stay. And that's a good thing. Yeah. It needs to stay. People need to rally and challenge this. Because, like... As much as I hate democracy, democracy is better than what China would do if they got their huh. stranglehold back on Hong Kong. Because huh. that's what started all of this. It was uh, that extradition bill of you know that would allow the Hong Kong government to extradite people to mainland China. Where Which is effectively
0: a death sentence.
1: It is, especially for political dissidents. Yeah. Like, that's really fucking bad. So, good on them for standing up. I just hope that they kind of get their their focus into a better perspective but good to see people actually standing up all right so this one was posted by myself on saturday july 27th and the headline is trump said he might tariff french wine as digital tax reprisal france stuck to its plan to tax big multinational tech companies defying u.s president donald trump's suggestion that he might impose tariffs on french wine it's in all of our interests to move toward just taxation worldwide for digital companies, French Finance Minister Bruno Le Maire said in Paris. Wine tariffs and the digital tax are completely different issues and shouldn't be lumped together, he told reporters on Saturday. It's the latest face off between the self proclaimed tariff man in the White House and a major European Union e- economy. The French tax and, and Trump's response threatened to further strain transatlantic ties as the U.S. and E.U. prepare to negotiate a limited trade agreement on industrial goods. Trump on Friday raised the possibility of, quote, substantial retaliation against France. Quote, it might be on wine, it might be on something else, he later told reporters in Washington. So, like, he's really just kind of... He is on
0: the ball in this
1: what? damn trade war. Yeah, like, he, he's extending it beyond the Chinese and over to the French now. Yeah. <clears throat> so it's just, it's a bowl. Or a bowl. A ball. <laughs> I just, yeah, I'm just kind of failing today. But uh, it's just a ball that keeps spiraling. It's like, a, it's like a snowball. It's just rolling down the hill, getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And that snowball it's contains a, the American economy. And tariffs. <laughs> and tariffs. And eventually tariffs. it's going to fucking stop and it's, it's going to crash. we have a
0: tariff avalanche but he's uh it's 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 ridiculous that he's implementing yet another fucking tariff yeah. it's it's a tax to prop up his trade war and the thing is a lot of people support this. they don't understand uh
1: the idea of a trade war. Well I think a lot of the people that support it aren't in the industries that are being hit by no, this right now, not usually so they're not seeing the impact no. like you know when with his tax on things like industrial steel. Like, of course, you know, Joe Blow's not going to notice that, but the guys who are actually importing the steel because they need it, they're going to fucking notice. They might go out of business. Yeah, especially when
0: uh, <clears throat> America doesn't have the resources to provide enough steel for everyone that needs it.
1: Yeah, our demand is far higher than our supply. We need foreign trade. But, and, uh, fuck you, tariffs. Yeah, so really furthering the whole idea of him being the tariff man... This one was posted by Ryan Bauer on Friday, August 2nd. Trump says he'll go ahead with new China tariffs that would hit iPhones and toys. President Donald Trump said Thursday that he will add a new tariff on $300 billion of Chinese-made products on September 1st, which would effectively put a tax on all Chinese goods coming into the United States. Trade talks are continuing, and during the talks, the U.S. will start on September 1st putting a small additional tariff of 10% on the remaining 300 billion dollars of products coming from China into our country he tweeted or he tweeted later in the day Trump said in remarks to reporters at the White House that he might still ratchet tariffs tariffs up to 25% as he's previously threatened or even higher it can be lifted in stages so we're starting at 10% and it can be lifted up to well beyond 25% the president said but we're not looking to do that necessarily The new tariffs could hit U.S. consumers harder than the earlier rounds. It would tax goods like iPhones and other consumer electronics, sneakers, and toys. Last year, Trump imposed tariffs on about $250 billion in Chinese-made goods targeting industrial materials and components. As he has many times before, Trump claimed falsely that the tariffs have cost China rather than American consumers. We're taking in many billions of dollars, there's been absolutely no inflation, and frankly, it hasn't cost our consumer anything. It costs China, Trump said in his remarks, adding that companies are now moving out of China to avoid the tariffs. In fact, economic studies show that U.S. consumers, not China or other foreign importers, are bearing the weight of the duties. The White House's most recent economic report of the president, released in March, acknowledged that any benefit from the tariffs is offset by, quote, cost paid by consumer in the form of higher prices and reduced consumption. American farmers have been hit hard by our China's retaliatory tariffs. Once the biggest market for U.S. soybean farmers, the Chinese stopped buying the American product last summer in retaliation to Trump's tariffs. By the end of 2018, the amount of American soybeans sitting in in storage hit record levels. So Trump's false claims that this isn't impacting Americans is just bullshit. Yeah. Straight up
0: bullshit. Because if we have to pay extra to get products from China, it's going to make us divert our business somewhere else. And it does hurt the Chinese economy to a point. But the thing is, is in order to avoid China, they have to pay a higher price than previously. Mm -hmm. So
1: that's either pay a higher price or pay
0: a higher price. Yeah, it's it's market funneling, and it forces competition out Mm -hmm. and makes the consumer pay more.
1: And that's the thing is, international competition is fantastic. Oh yeah, like it's just how with um health insurance, like the fact that you can only get it within your state, you know, limits their competition substantially. Yeah, like you want. That national and international competition to really drive what the consumers want. Oh yeah. And Trump doesn't see nor care about that.
0: He's trying to close off the entire economy. I I don't doubt embargoes are just around the corner. Yeah, Um, I could see an embargo on China. That would Like, fuck fuck the tariffs. That might
1: spark protests.
0: Fuck the tariffs. We're just gonna outright embargo China. I could see that happening. I could see protests. (laughs) I I could see him embargoing goddamn everyone except the Middle East because we need that oil. Yeah, we need to sell them our guns. We're gonna we're gonna stay at war in the Middle East. We're going to take their oil and sell them our guns, and that's the only trade America will have before long.
1: Yeah. Wartime trade. So moving forward, this one was posted by myself on Saturday, July 27th, and it is attorneys clash over drug-testing middle schoolers, turning officials into, quote, probation officers. Is drug-testing middle school students an excessive form of security, or is it an effective way to keep schools free of bad influences? I'd say it's an excessive form of security. Yeah, what kind of fucking question is that? (laughs) That's excessive. Yeah. That was the debate that two attorneys had while appearing on Fox and Friends on Saturday. I know which attorney lost that argument. Their conversation came amid reports that a Texas school district would start testing kids as young as 12 if they wanted to participate in extracurricular activities. The rule, which also applied to students parking in the school's parking lot, could dissuade students from participating in any of those activities attorney Jonah Spilbor worried why do we need to turn our school officials into probation officers? spillboard asked. Why, or, uh, what we call, bleh, what we call these are suspicionless searches, <clears throat> when there's no correlation between the kid's actual behavior and random drug testing. Why do we need to do it? It's almost—it almost turns the school into a jail. But my constitution, though. Yeah. What happened to the uh, legal search and seizure? But right. um, kids don't know their rights. <clears throat> It is... It's horseshit. It's really taking it way the fuck too far. And... I actually fucked up in my notes here because my computer was being laggy, but that's the end of that article, so... (laughs) See, the
0: issue here is these are kids they're targeting. Um, The kids don't know their rights, especially being in public school. They're not going to know their rights. They're not going to hear anything about that. And... It's easier if you target them at a young age because they are typically brought up in such a way that they respect people who are older than them as authority figures. They they do what they're told. So when these people roll out with these ideas of we're going to start doing all of these illegal searches and seizures for your safety, <laughs> the kid's going to trust, well, it is for my safety. So,
1: yeah, it's it's really another overstep by yeah. the government. And and it's hilarious because police officers were fighting against mandatory drug tests because they yeah. claimed it violated their rights. Yeah. Ain't that some shit? Ain't it funny? So we can do it to our kids, but not the cops. The cops
0: know the Constitution when it applies to them. When it applies to other people, like, well, I feared for my life, though. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, hilarious. You gotta love the double standards of the government.
0: Ain't it great?
1: <clears throat> but uh, this next article is posted by Jason Booth on Thursday, August 1st. And it is, a decorated veteran could face jail time for using property that may or may not have spiders on it. (laughs) A case on appeal at the Fifth Circuit U.S. Court of Appeals pits the rights of a taxpaying property owner against a spider. The Texas Public Policy Foundation, TPPF is defending a Texas War veteran's property rights from a federal law that could put the veteran in jail if any harm were to come to a spider that may or may not live on his property in Williamson County, north of Austin. John Yearwood, a decorated Vietnam combat veteran, lives on central Texas land that has belonged to his family since 1871. Goddamn. He, like any rural Texan with habitat of a protected species on their land, potentially faces thousands of dollars of fines and even jail time unless he applies for a permit to use his own land, a requirement the TPPF argues is unconstitutional.
0: No shit, it's unconstitutional. <clears throat> That's
1: his fucking land,
0: and because a spider may or may not live there, he has to get a fucking permit to use it how he wants. Well,
1: and a great thing is the whole the whole reason... They're uh, doing this is because the spider is supposed to be endangered. What they're yeah. failing to acknowledge is this particular spider is no longer endangered. Yeah, they so completely forgot about that part. It's completely unjustified.
0: And this particular spider, its natural habitat is in it's the like cracks a, of rocks. Yeah, in
1: the cracks of rocks, underground in caves and things like that.
0: Yeah, so that's where it resides. In order to check for the spider, he would have to destroy its natural habitat. Mm-hmm. So he's he's kind of stuck with a Schrodinger spider issue here <laughs> where is there a spider in there yes or no well let's find out well there is and now it's gonna die because yeah, i just <laughs> destroyed its natural habitat
1: in order to figure out if it's there you have to kill it <laughs>
0: yeah so he has to live with the lingering maybe and comply to bullshit land usage rules that he can't say is illegitimate in his particular case because he doesn't know if that spider's there or not and he has to get a permit just in case yeah yeah that's a crock of horse shit.
1: It really is. You have no rights.
0: <laughs> no, no. You may own the property. It may have been in your family for over a hundred years,
1: but we we still own it. <laughs> yeah, it's stupid. It's fucking ridiculous. But moving forward, it is time for our ace wild card. A This one was posted by Jason Booth on Monday, July 29th. And it is, Trump claimed Article 2 of the Constitution gives him the right to do, quote, whatever I want as president. But that's not true. President Donald Trump on Tuesday appeared to suggest Article 2 of the Constitution provides him with unlimited authority as president, which is not accurate. Speaking to a crowd of young conservatives at a Turning Point USA conference in the nation's capital, Trump on Tuesday said, then I have an Article 2 where I have the right to do whatever I want as president. Trump was bashing the former special counsel Robert Mueller's investigation into Russian election interference when he made the erroneous assertion. He's made similar comments in the past. In a June interview with ABC News, Trump said, quote, Article 2 allows me to do whatever I want. Article 2 would have allowed me to fire Mueller. Throughout the Mueller probe, the prospect of Trump firing the special counsel constantly hung over the investigation and created anxiety in Washington. Trump's critics included Democrat, er, congressional Democrats warned he'd be obstructing justice if he went that route. But the president's allies including his lawyer Ru- Rudy Giuliani, Ju- I think so, have made Interesting the case name. have made the case Trump had the authority to do so. Article 2 of the Constitution includes the ill-defined executive power of the president which some in the legal world including including Attorney General William Barr interpret quite loosely. In short, they believe it gives the chief executive broad authority.
0: Now, if I'm not mistaken, we ran into something like this with uh, Nixon. Yeah. Where he was trying to excuse himself of crimes he had committed. He he said he could excuse himself. And they're like, no, no, you can't. It's yeah. like, well, I'm the president. I can do what I want. No, you can't. It's like, how, you'll,
1: how about you'll be the first president to be impeached? <laughs> right.
0: But it kills me. Like, what... What makes them, just because they're president, what makes them so much better? What, what gives them that right? What. Well, James, they're elected officials. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it, they act like they are cut from a different cloth. And uh, they are. But it's, not a good cloth. It's a, it's a bad cloth.
1: It's a very corrupt cloth that looks really pretty until it tries to strangle you.
0: Yeah, yeah. So you can
1: think of it as a sentient demon cloth that will strangle you.
0: That's that's where presidents are. That's what made.
1: that's what Trump is. That's yes. literally what he is. He's not a reptilian guy.s He is a sentient demon cloth here to strangle you. That's what it is. But you get I, more of these hot I, takes here on a weekend
0: Anjo. <laughs> <laughs> I do think it's uh, it's kind of bullshit. Obviously, that he thinks that because he's president, he can do what he wants. Simply not true. But he is going to do what he wants. And the thing is, when he's talking to. Uh, a crowd of young conservatives who already want to bend over on a table and have him ram it up their ass. Um, they, they're they going to let him get away with that. They're going to support. Well, he's the president. He can do what he wants. And you
1: know, and that's what worries me about his supporters is they're so rabid. Like, let's just say.
0: He said it. He, it must be true. Yeah.
1: You know, let, let's just say he doesn't get reelected, but he refuses to leave. You know his yeah. followers would be all fucking for it. All he would have to do is spout fake news, fake news, rigged election, whatever, and then his followers would believe it. And
0: they would force him to stay in power. Yeah. And he wouldn't need any forcing. He's all for it. He's building up a good enough following right now that if he decided he wanted to be that fascist dictator, he could. Yeah. And
1: that's the thing is they're so fucking rabidly supporting him.
0: Yeah. But then the, the the hard thing to get right now is that he is targeting young people. Those are young conservatives. He's mm-hmm. turning them into the next boomers. Yeah. Which, boomers' clocks are ticking. They need to hurry up and leave.
1: So they can <laughs> stop influencing the youth. Yeah. Stop influencing my youths. <laughs> stop creating neocons, you fucks. <laughs> but... That ends the first segment of Week in Anjo, and what you guys are about to beautifully hear is me hor- horribly struggling to read a fucking article.
0: We had a couple cuts earlier in the episode, and it was it was Sam fucking shit up. So it, it
1: literally took me about six or seven tries. I had to move to a different article to be able to get it out.
0: <laughs> so uh, without further ado, here's the article to grace your
1: ear holes. Yeah. So this next one was posted by Ryan Bauer on Friday, August second. Trump says I'm gonna... T- All right. So this article was posted by Ryan Bauer. <laughs> God, fucking damn it. All right. So this one was posted by Ryan Bauer on Friday, August second, and the headline is: Trump says he will go ahead with new China tariffs that would hit iPhones and toys. President Donald Trump said Thursday. that he- <laughs> This is what I have to deal with. <laughs> All right, so take four. Ryan Bauer. This one was posted by Ryan Bauer. <laughs>
0: All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed those uh, numerous outtakes. That was.
1: It was a real struggle. Like I mean, that was only four of them. We actually had what six or seven recorded. A few. Yeah, I, I had a hard time. But we're back into it. I'm actually doing pretty well. Like, uh Gigglebox has been reset and is no longer fucking me up. So, this first one was posted by Jason Booth on Thursday, August 1st. And the headline is, FBI document warns conspiracy theories are a new domestic terrorism threat. Fucking good. <laughs> good. <laughs> yeah. Or, yeah, we're... Apparently, a domestic terrorism. Hi,
0: I'm James, uh, and I'm a domestic terrorist,
1: according to the FBI. <laughs> so, the FBI, for the first time, has identified fringe conspiracy theories as a domestic terrorist threat, according to a previously unpublicized document obtained by Yahoo News. The FBI Intelligence Bulletin for the Bureau's Phoenix Field Office, dated May 30th, 2019, describes conspiracy theory-driven domestic extremists as a growing threat and notes that it is the first such report to do so. It lists a number of arrests, including some that haven't been publicized related to violent incidents motivated by fringe beliefs. The document specifically mentions QAnon, a shadowy network that believes in a deep state conspiracy against President Trump, and Pizzagate, the theory that a pedophile ring including Clinton Associates was being run out of the basement of a Washington, D.C. pizza restaurant, which didn't actually have a basement. The FBI assesses these conspiracy theories will very likely will emerge, spread, and evolve in the modern information marketplace, occasionally driving both groups and individual extremists to carry out criminal or violent acts, the document states. It also goes on to say the FBI believes conspiracy theory-driven extremists are likely to increase during the 2020 presidential election cycle. The FBI said another factor driving the intensity of this threat is the uncovering of real conspiracies or covering up, or, uh, cover-ups involving illegal, harmful, or unconstitutional activities by government officials or leading political figures. Like the, 9-11 being an inside job. Yeah. Damn you, George Bush. Um, the FBI does not specify which political leaders or which cover-ups it was referring to. The new focus on conspiracy theorists appears to fall under the broader category broader category of anti-government extremism. This is the first FBI product examining the threat from conspiracy theory-driven domestic extremists, and provides a baseline for future intelligence products, the document states. So, talk about a long-ass fucking name, though, from conspiracy theory-driven domestic extremists. Jesus Christ. Fuck with the
0: adjectives. But... Just just get on with it and say it's a status boogeyman.
1: It really is a status boogeyman. This is just another ploy to be able to label political dissidents as criminals and terrorists. You know, the very famous word that George Bush just popularized.
0: Yeah. The thing about terrorism, though, is it uses fear and terror as a means of propagating a political... Ideology mm-hmm. or a, any political belief. It is you will comply or die. I don't know a lot of conspiracy theorists that, that push that whole idea.
1: I don't know. Flat earthers threaten to push people off okay. the edge of the earth a lot. Okay, you right. <laughs> but I mean, their threats <laughs> are completely unsubstantial because you can't push them off the edge of the earth.
0: I, I would like to see them try. I will, <laughs> I will take them up on that. Push me over the edge, please and thank you.
1: Yeah, like, just give it a shot.
0: But I, I personally don't know any uh, conspiracy theorists that run around threatening people with violence and terror no. and so on. But... Uh, the I mean, po- they
1: might be doomsday preachers. Like, <laughs> the end is nigh. I like those guys, though. They're crazy. They're fun.
0: They're, they're a hoot.
1: And probably off of their schizophrenia medication, but I don't <laughs> probably, judge.
0: Probably. Probably. But uh, the only the only people I know that really use uh, terror as a means of political... Uh, con- Co- compliance? Compliance. Using terror as a means of political compliance, the only people I know are typically government.
1: Yeah, governments uh, are very good at that.
0: Yeah, especially the police. You yeah. you will comply or face jail time, face a bullet in the head. Like well, oh. Also,
1: you have to remember that uh, terrorism has another nifty little diplomatic name called uh, foreign policy. Oof. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that, yeah. It doesn't just uh, you know extend down to us from the police. You know our government is very intrinsically involved in a lot of other pe- uh, a lot of other places. Yeah, like forcing forcing themselves, or are raping other countries.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, this one this yeah. article comes down to they are afraid of people. Potentially uncovering the truth. There's a lot of conspiracy theories, some true, some blatantly false. The earth is not flat. Fuck off with that.
1: And just a slight plug. um, For those of you that are interested in conspiracy theories, I would actually uh, suggest you check out Bright Insight on YouTube dude's pretty cool he has a good head on his shoulders he uh both proves and disproves uh conspiracy theories based off of the research and facts that we actually have he actually has some good stuff out he's a pretty good guy so i'd uh if you're interested in into that kind of thing i recommend you check him out
0: he's interesting but this is just a matter of the the government is getting scared of people finding whatever truth they are seeking and the government knows it's not pretty (laughs) yeah and the government knows it's not going to look good for them, so they are trying to uh, preemptively label all of these people who are just seeking the truth. They're trying to preemptively label them as terrorists and bad. And,
1: and that's the thing: is like and even with people nine eleven truthers, yeah. like which I am, which you are.
0: Like there's there's a lot of shit that just like, doesn't make just sense be, with the official story.
1: We could just be labeled also with the uh, the Vegas shooting and all of its yeah. inconsistencies. Like we could be labeled as domestic terror threats. Because we question the official story. Yeah. And that's... When the
0: official story literally makes no fucking sense.
1: Yeah, so it's basically saying, you know, believe us or else. But moving forward, this next article was posted by myself on Friday, August 2nd, and it is Arlington officer fatally shoots woman while aiming at dog. (laughs) An Arlington police officer accidentally shot and killed a woman while he was trying to stop an aggressive dog. The Tarrant County Medical Examiner has identified the woman as 30-year-old Margarita Brooks. She had apparently passed out in a grassy area near Canton Drive and North Collins Street Thursday afternoon. Someone called police around 5 p.m. for a welfare check. A welfare check. To make sure she is well. Police said as a responding officer called out to Brooks and approached her to check on her, an unrestrained dog began barking and running toward him. Brooks was taken to the hospital where she later died. The dog was possibly grazed and taken to the Arlington Animal Shelter to be checked out, police said. The incident was captured on body camera, which will be included in the investigation, and it's unclear if the officer will face any charges. Which we, all, we know, even if he is, they'll be dropped.
0: Yeah, he's either he's either going to have charges against him that are going to be dropped, or he's not going to face any at all. But he's not going to suffer any repercussions for this. And no. Ultimately... It just comes back to cops need to stop shooting dogs.
1: And people need to stop calling welfare checks for people. Because yeah. Because this is not an isolated incident. This has happened many a times where police kill the people they're supposed to be checking up on. These, these welfare checks
0: end up turning <coughs> into farewell checks, and they get cashed very quickly.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's what that settlement is. It's like, okay, you get the settlement, but we ain't pressing charges on the officer. Yeah. So this next article was posted by Jason Booth on Wednesday, July 31st, and the headline is, quote, You're Gonna Kill Me. Dallas police body cam footage reveals the final minutes of Tony Tempa's life. Tony Tempa wailed and pleaded for help more than 30 times as Dallas police officers pinned his shoulders, knees, and neck to the ground. You're gonna kill me. You're gonna kill me. You're gonna kill me. After Tim fell unconscious, the officers who had him in handcuffs assumed he was asleep and didn't confirm that he was breathing or feel for a pulse. As precious minutes passed, the officers laughed and joked about waking Tempa up for school and making him waffles for breakfast. Body camera footage obtained uh, obtained Tuesday by the Dallas Morning News shows first responders waited at least four minutes after Tempa became unresponsive to begin CPR. His nose was buried in the grass while officers claimed to hear him snoring, apparently unaware that the unarmed man was drawing his last breaths. The, officer, the officers pinned his handcuffed arms behind his back for nearly 14 minutes and zip-tied his legs together. By the time he was loaded onto a gurney and put into an ambulance, the 32-year-old was dead. The news obtained Dallas Police Department body cam footage after a three-year fight for records related to Tempa's death. A federal judge ruled Monday in favor of a motion by the news and NBC5 to release records from his death, saying, quote, The public has a compelling interest in understanding what truly took place during a fatal exchange between a citizen and law enforcement. Tempa called 911 on August 10, 2016, from the parking lot of a Dallas porn store, saying he was afraid and needed help. He told a dispatcher he suffered from schizophrenia and depression and was off his prescription medication. The News First reported Tempa's death in a 2017 investigation that showed Dallas police refused to say how a man who had called 911 for help ended up dead. The newly obtained video and records part part of a lawsuit filed by Tempa's family in federal court alleging excessive force contradict key claims Dallas police have made in defending the officer's actions. Police incident reports recounting the officer's version of events claim Tempa's behavior that night was aggressive and combative. The video shows Tempa writhing at times and clearly struggling to breathe, asking the officers to stop pinning him down. On a custodial death report submitted to the state in 2016, the department answered no to questions about whether Tempa resisted arrest, threatened, or fought officers. Police had previously claimed to use only enough force necessary to block Tempa from rolling into a busy section of Mockingbird Lane. In the first minute, Tempa rolls around near the curb, but the video shows a police car clearly blocks traffic about a minute later near the bus bench where the officers had pinned him down. Several officers continue pressing his restrained body into the ground. It's unclear from the video why Dallas Fire Rescue medical responders don't intervene immediately after Tempa loses consciousness. Quote, I was unable to assess the patient due to his combativeness, said one of the first responders in a newly obtained affidavit. However, the medical responders appear to take Tempa's blood pressure when he is still conscious about five minutes before administering Versed, or Versed, a powerful sedative. By the time the paramedic gives Tempa the sedative, officers are already questioning if Tempa is awake. A Dallas Fire Rescue spokesman declined to comment on the paramedic's actions, citing the family's pending lawsuit in federal court. The Dallas Police Department also declined to comment. Tempa died within 20 minutes of police arriving and at least 15 minutes before an ambulance eventually transported his body to Parkland Hospital. As the officers and paramedics struggled to load Tempa's lifeless body onto the gurney, they began to panic, seeing his glassy open eyes and blades of grass stuck to his mouth. An autopsy ruled Tempa's cause of death was a homicide, sudden cardiac cardiac death due to, quote, the toxic effects of cocaine and the stress associated with physical restraint. The City of Dallas and Dallas County officials had fought since september twenty sixteen to prevent public release of the records, arguing it could interfere with an ongoing criminal investigation. Officials then said the records could not be released because a criminal case against three of the police officers never made it to trial, so they were just trying to hide it at that point. Yeah. Those three officers, uh Kevin Mansell, Danny Vasquez, and Dustin Dillard were in, in uh, indicted indicted. No, oh, it is indicted by words words english <laughs> by a grand jury in 2017 on charges of misdemeanor deadly conduct three months after the news published its investigation into tempa's death following two days of testimony the grand jury's indictment stated that the officers engaged in reckless conduct that placed tempa in imminent danger of serious bodily injury but in march dallas county district attorney john cruzote dismissed the charges yep so uh he calls that. them for help, informs the dispatcher that he's schizophrenic and off of his meds, saying that he's scared and just needs help. Yep. They kill him, even though he's not combative. They said he was, but the video showed he wasn't. And no, no consequences. None at all.
0: So looping back to the previous article... The guy that shot that girl is probably going to get off with no fucking charges. It's, it's a consistent pattern with police. They do what they want, people die, cops get off scot-free.
1: Yep, it is a very sadly common thing.
0: And people just look the other way. People have become accustomed to this being the norm. Why is it okay for the Thin Blue Line gang to just run around and kill who they want and get away with it? Why
1: is that normal? It's horseshit. But moving forward from that horrible story, I'm uh, depressed now. Fuck. Yeah, that one's bad, and it 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 doesn't get worse, but it's still not good. This Again, one was another did, stairwell check. Yeah. Well, this one, yeah, yeah, that one was because he called for a well, basically a welfare <clears throat> check on himself. Like, yeah. I need help. I'm scared. Show up and uh, kill him. And it, it kills
0: me. They were trying to say he was resisting arrest. Why were you arresting him?
1: Yeah. Why are you arresting him in the first place? He called you to help him.
0: Don't call the police. Whenever whenever you need help with something, seriously, call your local crackhead. I'm yeah, not they even would kidding. Yeah, do a better job.
1: No, call even... Domino's. They'll be there within 30 minutes. There you go. Or Jimmy John's. They're freaky fast. Freaky fast and freaky fresh. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this next yeah. article is posted by Ryan Bauer on Sunday, July 28th, and the headline is, Man Selling Bottled Water Without License Placed in Chokehold. A man selling cold-bottled water to thirsty tourists on a triple-digit summer day in Las Vegas was placed in a chokehold by Las Vegas police who apparently were cracking down on unlicensed streets, uh, street vendors. Quote, I can't breathe, if that sounds familiar to you. A little bit. I, I, vaguely, <laughs> I vaguely remember a previous case with this. Yeah, the man wheezes as one cop tightens the chokehold around his neck, but the cop only tells him to, quote, quit resisting. Quote, saying he is resisting won't make him be resisting, says a witness as the cops continue repeatedly, uh, continues repeating the mindless phrase. We're watching, uh, quote, we're watching you. The man does not resist throughout the video, but the cops continue to tell him not to resist. Quote, you're the only one that committed a crime, another witness tells the cops. After the video resurfaced, the original poster on Facebook updated the caption to note it did happen in 2013. Uh, Las Vegas police on Monday said the video was fully investigated by Internal Affairs and the investigation, quote, showed no policy violations occurred. Police also said the man in the video filed a lawsuit against the department and the lawsuit was dismissed by the courts. No way. Yep. You mean to say that the city that
0: employs these monsters is going to defend these monsters?
1: Yeah, and you know, like, this one did not get, like, it's like a, it resurfaced. This is an older video, and this is, this is a recent article, but, uh...
0: It's getting attention again. The
1: video resurfaced, and, you know, the only reason it didn't get as much attention the first time is, unlike the Eric Garner case, this man, like, fortunately did not die. Yeah. But we could have very easily had another Eric Garner on our hands, but instead of loose cigarettes, it was water.
0: Yeah. Which what the fuck police like he's he's selling water to tourists mm-hmm. it's fucking hot they said it was a triple digit day meaning it's at least 100 degrees out there yeah like why not let this guy sell water
1: and for you northerners i don't know if you've ever endured a 100 degree day it's not easy it's i mean for most people for me it's pretty i'm cold natured i can't handle 75 75 is too cold for me <laughs> i i don't know what's wrong with me you're a but, Yeah, I'm a, I'm a reptilian. I'm cold-blooded. What can mm-hmm. I say? But uh, this next p- article is posted by Ryan Bauer on Friday, August 2nd. And the headline is, A new law would criminalize throwing water on NYPD officers.
0: Now, some as you may recall, <laughs> last week we covered an article where uh, <laughs> a bunch of teenagers were drenching NYPD officers with buckets of water. I
1: particularly have respect for the one that beamed him in the back of the head with the empty well, bucket.
0: That was... <laughs> It was a fun video. I I was hooting and hollering and laughing my ass off the whole time. It was it was a it was good great. time.
1: It was great. But just a heads up: the language in this article is a little uh, biased against the police. So just a heads up: like we try to aim for uh, less bias in the language, but nevertheless, you're anarchists. You'll understand. Yeah. <clears throat> You'd think New York Police Department officers were being tied up and forced to walk the plank the way lawmakers and police union representatives are talking about a handful of incidents in which troublemakers drenched officers with buckets of water. It's been a hot summer in New York City, and residents are looking for ways to cool off. Fun little (laughs) inclusion. (laughs) According to news reports, some NYPD... Un, uh, responding to unruly gatherings around open fire hydrants were aggressively mocked and then drenched with water union officials are reacting as though these folks came out swinging with baseball bats the typically hyperventilating response from the nypd sergeant's benevolent association shrieked that nypd cops are in danger and insists that police are going to get killed as a result of this behavior good fuck them <laughs> Today, blaming lackluster Mayor uh, Bill de Blasio and, quote, radical left-wing politicians for a culture of disrespect towards the NYPD, State Assemblyman Mike Lepetri held a press conference announcing proposed legislation to make it a Class E felony to drench officers with water or any other substance. A conviction could result in a jail sentence of one to four years in prison. For dumping water on a Their egos are hurt. Yeah. And they're throwing a temper tantrum. That's exactly what this is. Well, and that's what the police unions always do as well. Every time, like, there's a little incident, like, uh, I don't remember which union it was, but um, he was the one that basically told uh, people that were anti-police that we have your number, that we'll be watching you.
0: That bullshit, yeah. They, they're not watching me. I have heard nothing of them watching me. Well, no, never mind.
1: They're, yeah, they're watching you. They are
0: watching me. But I've heard no uh, new developments of this watching. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I'm probably... I haven't been confronted, but I'm associated with you. So I'm sure that they've got but, all my files put pulled up as well. Possibly. I haven't been pulled over since the FBI visit, so <laughs> I don't quite know. But I'm pretty sure... They're not sure. going to pull you over. <laughs> they're not. They're, they're going to watch. They're just going to watch from a distance <laughs> as I shower. <laughs> all right, I mean, so... Yeah, this, this is just cops
0: throwing a temper tantrum because they're big mad.
1: Oh, yeah, they're very, very mad.
0: I I say double down. We're not going to throw water on them. I say just fucking tar and feather them. Nope, nope. Tar and feather. Nope. Tarn feather.
1: nope. <laughs> that is not a call to action. That is a joke. Thank you, FBI. Fuck off. <laughs> so this next one was posted by Robert Osterhout. Um, I hope I pronounced your last name correctly.
0: I hope that's actually your last name, too. We do have a couple people with fake ones.
1: Yeah, on Tuesday, July 30th. And the headline is, Study tens of thousands of innocent people in prison because of faulty field drug test kits. Tens of thousands have been convicted and served time, even earning the black mark of a felony for crimes they likely didn't commit, a recent report found because the cases against them relied on horribly unreliable field drug test kits. No way. Yeah, and they just keep on using them. So prone to errors are the tests, courts won't allow their submission as evidence. However, their continued use by law enforcement, coupled with a 90% rate at which drug cases are resolved through equally uh, equally dubious plea deals, needlessly ruin thousands of lives. In New York Times Magazine, ProPublica's Ryan Gabrielson and Topher Sanders Note that although a popular $2 field test kit for illegal drugs hasn't been modified significantly since 1973, it remains the backbone for countless convictions and guilty pleas for tens of thousands of doubtlessly innocent people.
0: God damn.
1: Error rates in the context of of the over 1.2 million people arrested in the U.S. each year for illegal drug possession could easily be considered astronomical, even though department figures also vary widely. Between 2010 and 2013, re-examination of tests by authorities in Las Vegas found a false positive rate of 33%, while lab system for the Florida Department of Law Enforcement's own data, quote, showed that 21% of evidence that police listed as methamphetamine after identifying it was not methamphetamine. So that's a little over 1 in 5 with that, but then that
0: 33% one, that's 1 in
1: 3. Yeah, and half of those false positives were not any kind of illegal drug at all. Worse, some of those officers simply misunderstood which color indicated an ostensibly positive result. Without stating as much, the report suggested systematic intimidation often traps people into situations they feel would be unwinnable. Such police threatening to summon drug sniffing canines to manufacture consent or when prosecutors bluster with lengthy sentences to essentially force defendants into otherwise unacceptable plea arrangements, often when a, <clears throat> a putative suspect committed no crime at all.
0: So you can be minding your own business, and the cops are going to intimidate and bully you into a situation where they can pull out this little faulty drug test mm-hmm. to manufacture evidence against you and then have you locked up. Like,. Yep. You, it, it comes back down to terrorism. It comes back down to comply or
1: die. Well, there was also the recent incident of a woman having cotton candy in her car. And yeah. a cop claimed it was methamphetamine. They, like that <laughs> one they didn't even test. No. He just said it was. It took her to jail. And it took them months to test it to figure out, hey,
0: it's not a drug. Which, if, if someone knows where I can get some of this cotton candy meth, please let me know. That's, <laughs> that sounds like a fucking party.
1: Oh yeah, so piggybacking off of that one. This one was posted by Ryan Bauer on Thursday, August 1st, and the headline is, Another Florida Sheriff's Deputy Arrested for Arresting People on False Drug Charges. A former sheriff's deputy in Martin County, Florida, was arrested Monday for falsely imprisoning people on bogus drug charges. He is the second Florida deputy in one month to be charged with fabricating evidence during drug-related arrests. I
0: remember we covered the first one uh, when he came up.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that um, was a uh, Wester or whatever.
0: I think so. I, I remember talking about him, though. I, mm-hmm. I thought this was a duplicate article. I thought it was a repeat. And it's nope. like, no, it's, it's the second one. one in a month. God Yeah. Calm down, Florida.
1: So former Martin County Sheriff's Deputy Stephen O'Leary, who was fired from the department in January, allegedly made three drug arrests in which the substances involved were not actually narcotics. In each cla- case, he claimed that roadside field tests returned positive results for illegal drugs. So he was using those field tests to justify several of his arrests. Yeah. We just got
0: done talking about how those things are faulty as all get out. And he's over here saying, well, it said they
1: were illegal drugs, so they must be illegal drugs. And you'd think that they would like, you know, take some back to a lab for more elaborate testing. But the thing is, they don't even test it half the time. They're so backlogged because the war on drugs, they're wasting so much money on it, they're so busy with it, they don't even test the shit.
0: No. They just (laughs) find anybody who looks a little squirrely, say they're on drugs, manufacture evidence, and hey, you were on drugs because I said you were on drugs.
1: And that's the whole point of the the war on drugs is to criminalize people. So moving forward, we are finally at the end of our segment, with our second wild card being the Joker, this one was posted by the one and only Jason Booth. on Beautiful Wednesday. man. Love him. Oh, yes. On Wednesday, July 31st, and this is some Genghis Khan level shit. Yeah. Jeffrey Epstein planned baby-making factory to spread his DNA across humanity. This man only gets worse. <sighs> like, Jesus Christ. So the article goes, Jeffrey Epstein dreamed of improving humanity by using his sperm to impregnate scores of women at his New Mexico ranch and also wanted his penis and head frozen after death so they could eventually be reanimated, according to a report Wednesday. Two award-winning scientists and an advisor to large companies and wealthy individuals told the New York Times that the since-disgraced multimillionaire financer shared his plan <clears throat> for a baby-making factory in the <laughs> desert on multiple occasions starting in the early two (laughs) thousands. So it's like this has been a fascination of his for a while. This is (laughs) this is too fucking much. It is, but computer scientist and writer Jaron Lanier also told the Times that he once spoke to a scientist who related how Epstein's goal was to have twenty women at a time impregnated at his thirty three thousand square foot Zorro ranch outside Santa Fe.
0: Twenty at a time? Why stop there? it's a baby making factory why not go to 20 million at a time why not yeah
1: just like masturbate four times a day artificial insemination you know pick out each
0: individual sperm and put it in a woman like what
1: one load you can impregnate a lot of women with each individual sperm (laughs) you could like impregnate the world (laughs) yeah yeah but uh (laughs) lanier said the scientist told him that epstein was inspired by the repository for uh germinal choice a controversial sperm bank stocked by high achieving white males reportedly including as many as five nobel prize winners that operated in california from 1979 to 1999 Lanier told the Times he suspected that Epstein, a convicted pedophile who was busted July 6th on child sex trafficking charges and has pleaded not guilty, used his dinner parties to screen attractive women with impressive academic credentials as potential mothers for his children. The Times report didn't make clear whether Epstein planned to have sex with the women or rely on artificial insemination, but said there's no evidence he made good on the ego-driven scheme. So here's hoping he didn't do it. <laughs> yeah, I want to follow this. If anyone sees anything come up uh, about
0: the uh, the Epstein baby factory ranch bullshit, like please, please let us know. Just drop just like, you know, drop those links in anarcho journalism for us. I, I want don't, I want to follow this. <laughs> I don't
1: think he was inspired by the repository for germinal choice. I think he was inspired by Genghis fucking Khan.
0: Yeah, if if I'm not mistaken, at least one third of Asians alive today. That's not just China. That's Asia, the whole damn area. At least a third of them can trace their lineage directly back to Genghis Khan because the man had a dick that didn't quit. Yeah. <laughs> and
1: he had the the gift that kept on giving, whoo. didn't know how to stop giving.
0: Yeah. So this, this man was inspired by some Genghis Khan shit. That's, it's, it's a little funny. I thought that was fucking hilarious. Like... Wow. It's, like, funny
1: and disturbing.
0: It is, it is. Like,
1: it kind of goes, delves into the psyche of how fucked up this man is.
0: Right when you thought pedophilia was the worst thing possible, this comes up. Like, okay, I'm not saying pedophilia is okay, but this is... Where where does this guy get off? This is... He just keeps going and going and going, and he gets weirder
1: every I fucking c- time. I kind of hope there's more. Like, there's there's the moral side of me that hopes that there isn't more. that he, <laughs> That, you know... He hasn't hurt more people, but then there's the other side of me like, how far can this train wreck go? <laughs> like, I got the light side and the dark side pulling at what I want, and, like, I'm kind of leaning towards how far does it go? Let's <laughs> delve further down this rabbit hole. This man is
0: insane. <laughs> I... If anyone gets anything interesting on Jeffrey Epstein... Anything
1: on Epstein. Please, please,
0: anything. Feel free to toss it up in anarcho-journalism, and I will gladly I will, cover this. I will
1: print the article out and shove it up my ass. Yes. And sing Yankee, Yankee Doodle in tribute to you.
0: Yes. So anyway, uh, that's, that's going to bring us to a to A, a stop. grinding
1: halt. <laughs> <laughs> this shit show of an episode. <laughs>
0: so uh wednesday you can expect us to be back with the new monthly series on down the rabbit hole we are still deciding on the topic but uh, we
1: are do you want to say what we're considering
0: uh not yet okay. I'd, I'd rather let's keep I'd rather, it a secret yeah i'd rather keep that a surprise so tune so in a
1: surprise you'll know on wednesday motherfuckers yeah
0: so tune on tune in on wednesday and we'll have the new series going and that'll be what you can look forward to for the rest of the fucking month Uh, also, I'm not going out of town, so it's not going to be quite as shitty of an episode.
1: We'll actually have a decent regular down the rabbit hole. It'll be pretty nice.
0: Yeah. And
1: maybe, maybe I won't catch the giggles and, (laughs) you know, have to spend 20 or 30 minutes trying to read one fucking article. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I'll catch you guys on Wednesday. I'll have a good one
0: and keep us posted on Jeffrey Epstein, please and thank you.
1: Don't get yourselves killed.
0: Yes, don't die.